Welcome to the Vigor Life Podcast, a source of inspiration, lessons, stories, skill sets, mindsets, and strategies to invigorate and expand all areas of your life. Let's go. Hey, what's going on? We have infiltrated uh, the Jay Ferruccio household in uh, Vigor Life Podcast is uh, live here. And so here's the deal. Uh, we were just kind of like uh, not enjoying the Kendrick Lamar new album. So you can shit mm. on us however much you want to say. Um, it's a little too Mario Bros for me. But <laughs> what, what, what we're going to do in today's show, this is dope because uh, a lot of times I'm, I'm here and it's uh, on, uh, on Jay's show and today we're doing it on, on the Vigor Life Podcast. But I wanted to cover uh, like three areas because I was thinking about this like, okay, you know, what, what I want to touch on and there's so many, like when we have conversations, man, we talk about training and life and food and, and rap and, and just about everything. And then I, I thought about kind of like that breakdown that, you know, uh, Tim Ferriss has in his book, like Healthy, Wealthy and Wise. And I was like, all right, you know, based on where you are today, because going back and, and, and I love the stories, um, I really enjoy the stories from the past. And by the way, like I, I wanted to jump, you know, when you guys did the, uh, the, the last, the Renegade uh, Gym episode yeah, with yeah. Jablonski, yeah. when you were talking about the stories from the old gym. Right. I'm, I'm watching it live and I'm pissed because I wanted to join the conversation because uh, I'm just yeah. like, man, like this, you know, it, it, it's, it was so relevant to, uh, you know, the, when we started the garage or the Vigor Ground Garage and, um, and like the training was, you know, it's kind of like things that I just would not do like nowadays ever, but I loved doing them back in the day and I wouldn't change it for anything. What year did you start that? Uh, so 2000 and... Seven, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. So okay. it's right. It, it's it's coming on right around ten years uh, of starting the garage. I think it's probably like nine something because before that I was at um, uh, Vision Quest, the big box gym, and then LA Fitness. But I think, man, since we started the gym in Slovenia, it's, it's probably going to be about twelve years now. Uh, so it's going to be twelve wow. years, I think, from that one. Um, so so those stories were dope. But you know, rather than because we could probably talk about. The, the old days a lot and I'm sure we could do another episode on, on all those stories but you know what would you today you know today so you, I, like I know how you train but your philosophy on like man you know what if you wanted to stay you know lean strong jack like what is like for you for the rest of your life you know and I wouldn't even say like now you're, you're 40 and whatnot but like from let's say your 30s right what mm -hmm. would, like what would your philosophy be on training for somebody like in a, in a bundle so, so for me or for the general person, the for 30s? The, for the general person. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I still lean towards, for, for most people, full body workouts, even though that's surprising because I don't love them myself. I have a love-hate yeah. relationship with them. Yeah. But I think the average person who's coming from not doing a lot or maybe they're messing around doing the wrong thing or maybe they got, they're, they're still doing like a body part split from the 80s. Well, I mean, that could work. I love that too. You can make it work if you're more advanced. But I think the average person probably... Uh, and this is a habit I've gotten into, and I don't know if you, you and I have even discussed this. I've tended to, because I worked with a lot of advanced guys, and I was writing towards advanced guys, I've tended to speak towards advanced people a little yep. too much. Me and you, yep. yep. Yeah, so I think with the average... Oh, that sucks. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I would say full body workouts, like a push-pull, lower, uh, some kind of core exercise, uh, definitely extra work for your, um, you know, your rear delts, your rhomboids, your upper back, more pulling than pushing. Um, but low volume. So I think one, I've said this for years. I remember I, when I wrote this on TMAG in like 2003 or something or five and people were all pissed off. And uh, that I still think volume is, is the biggest problem for most people, like too much volume. 
I think that uh, excess volume causes too much cortisol release, uh, too much localized uh, inflammation, too much glycogen depletion. So I think, uh, and training is more fun. Like if you're just doing volume, it's hard to set PRs all the time, you know? Like training is more fun for the average person. Like the average, like Questlove, I don't know if you follow Questlove. He posted something yesterday about like, he's trying so hard since the beginning of the year to eat right and train. And he's like, he's like, the struggle is real. He's like, I know a lot of you guys post how you're so great on Instagram that you're always training all day. He's like, but that's not most of us. Like, we can't do this shit. And I was like, that's awesome. More people need to realize that because we tend to like, like fitness people put themselves on a pedestal and, you know, kind of look down at people like, oh, if you're not training that much. But it's like, dude, it's I, I hard. Wanna, like, I definitely, you know, I, here, I'm, I'm going to jump in because it, it, it's an example that just happened this week. So I, I, I got to talk about it to make a point, right? I think, you know, in fitness, and if you look at the social media kind of like world right now, Instagram and Facebook and stuff, right? The fitness guy usually tends to try to bring the general person into their world. Right. Like, man, like, you, you, you should start loving training six, seven fucking days a week, right? Like, yeah. It, it, almost like making you feel like there's something wrong with you. But the reality is that we need to go into their world. Right. And I was at a, um, at a uh, reach, which is like this whole, uh, center of hope and, you know, the help. I think we talked about this, about the, uh, uh, they help homeless families and rent them. But the, the story from that was that I talked to a lady that um, essentially started going, you know, started asking about the gym. She was like, Eleanor told me about the gym. And she started explaining how she was like, she's like, I know, like, I know that I need to, if I don't eat better, that's going to, you know, fuck me over with, with my blood work and my cardiovascular health. And like, she explained it. She was like, she's like, I'm not dumb, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I know that I need to move and exercise. I got to, you know, replace hip and knee and so on and so forth. She's like, I know all these things. The problem is, is like, I literally, there's such a threat and fear of yeah, fitness yeah, yeah. Uh, and going into a gym. And we had like this really candid 30 minute conversation after which she was like, wow, I, I really want to come try you guys out. Because I said, you're absolutely right. We've made that mistake in the past. You know, sometimes when you walk in, like it can feel that way and so on and so forth. Yeah. But I think, it, but here's a kicker, right? Is that, that guys feel the same way. And I've got this from guys in our gym. like, man, you know, I just get, I feel very insecure a lot of times going to the big box gym into the free weight area, right? Yeah. Like, who's looking at me? And it's yeah. like, these guys are jacked training six, seven days a week. Yeah. Um, and I just don't think that that's really the true picture of, you know, one, what's going to help people out. Look, I'm, I'm definitely not the, you know, I train six, seven days a week. Like, that's not normal. Yeah. Right? And, and nowadays, I'm like, man, that's not normal. I'm not expecting anybody to do that. So the funny thing is when you say full body workouts, my first thing goes off is like, oh man, I like the upper lower split. Yeah, I like the upper exactly. lower split. You right, know what I mean? right, right. But then I take a pause and I go like, you know what? You're absolutely right. For somebody that's training three days a week, they well, because uh, someone coming in is is not going to be that strong, so they're yeah. going to recover faster than you and I do. Um, and then they can't tolerate a ton of volume, so you're not going to have them do something once a week or even twice a week. They might get sore. Like you, that's the way to dissuade someone Correct. from training. If they get sore, if they get achy, if it's complicated. So that that's why I like. And you, t- I don't know about you, but I tend to put more exercises on a certain day when I split it up. Like if I'm going to do a full body, it can just be push pull lower. But now if it becomes upper body, 
I might do a vertical push, a vertical pull. Now it's a, a bunch of, of it's more stuff. teaching. Yep. Yeah, Absolutely. you know what I mean? So it becomes yep. so simple to make it full body. Yep. No, I, I agree with you on that one. The other thing too, you know, it, because when people start, and I, I don't know if you've probably seen the, the research on this, but you only need about 40 to 50% of your max weight to actually yeah. see progress and, and strength. Right. So I, I think that when people start with, uh, I would say, upper lower splits and stuff like that, they push that, right? Yeah. They're, they're gonna push it, and then you're, you're kind of like, the, the room for growth kind of kind of gets you know smaller, because like, why yeah. not start some, somebody slower, more frequently, they, they get to do the lifts more frequently, yeah. which is better for them learning the lifts, nervous system, they don't get exhausted, right? They yep. get smoked, uh, and they can kind of like progress longer before they hit plateaus, at least that's what, because when I go back, that's, that's how I started, that's, that worked really well, yeah. and then you, you know, when you've been training for 20 years, you forget about what you did. Right. So then you're like, oh, no, no, no this split is better because now I'm like putting on muscle like fucking 20 years later. Like yeah. that's not that's not realistic, you know. So um, but you, you say like the three days a week and because and, uh, I know with, you know, conditioning, I'm just a big fan of like two to three conditioning sessions a week. And yeah. And 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 even now, actually, now uh, now that I because because I'm not a big fan of like, all right, I'm going to go in and do 30 seconds on 60 seconds off on the air nine. It just it just fucks with me, but I'll go play ball once a week. Right. Play for two hours. Feel you know smokes me, but I feel great. If I go on a hike, you know, once the weather gets nice, once a week, fantastic. I don't think about it as cardio, mm -hmm. and then maybe one or two like really short sessions. That's now see I, I, again. I think this is us thinking like us though, because I'm with you 100. percent Yep. But the average person is either going to go to go to a gym like yours, mm -hmm. or they're going to train at home. They're not going to play ball. I agree. Like I, I would love True. them to say, "Go play True. yourself yeah. and play yourself into shape." I would say, usually but, not going to do it unless they go to a martial arts class. I mean, some people will, but the majority of people, I think, if you really dumb it down and simplify the fuck out of it, give them three strength training workouts and tell them to get on a bike or an aerodyne or gotcha. something, they'll do it. I want to say go play a half hour hoops, but then they're not going to yeah. do it. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like, to me, it, it, you could replace hoop with any type of activity. That, yeah. In, like activity that makes it fun. Because you know what? I, I listen to a lot of people and, and usually you're, you're right. It's, it's not the beginner. It's like an intermediate stage. It's like, you know what? I've started getting some results. They'll go to Soul Cycle or they go to Zumba. They go, you know what I mean? Like they'll go do stuff that they enjoy. And I'm like a huge fan of that because... Yeah. You know, there's community, there's cardio, there's like you, you kind of connect fun and activity, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I think the beginner beginner stage, right, is like more structure, less threat for. Um, and I, this kind of leads back into the stuff that we went over with, uh, you know, Christian Thibodeau when when we did the last seminar was uh, about the different personality types, right? Novelty seeker versus somebody that's uh, pain avoidance. You know, pain mm -hmm. avoidance person like, hey, look, hey, here's your aerodyne for ten minutes. You know this protocol and here's this yeah. and do it and they're like cool right but then somebody that's a novelty seeker actually might be better off yeah go go do this try this you know you know whatever and right. I, I am a big kind of uh, uh, believe I don't want to put like too much into it but I do think that you have to pay attention to what people are like yeah. I don't think people do that enough uh, you know what I mean like if I'm I mean it's just like common sense understanding communication like we're, we're talking and I'm like, yo, uh, Jay, let's go play ball. And like, I see your facial features. Like, no, let's not go play ball. It's fucking, but you know, right, let's go right. for a hike. And like, yeah, let's go for. Okay, yeah. let's do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it and it's simple. Something as simple as that. Like in training, it's the same thing. You could legitimately, you know, talk to about some type of cardio thing to a person, and you will see them. You know, do they just like yeah. yep. tense up? Are are they like relaxed and smiling? Does there, is there like this huge like body change? And I think people need to study that because. 
it, it really is just like interpersonal communication, you mm-hmm. know, because it's not even going, hey, you know, to, to be the greatest coach. Like, you have to just be good at reading people. Yeah. You know, and then figuring out, like, if somebody... Well, I mean, that definitely leads to, like, another two-hour conversation. Ab- like, ab- absolutely. <laughs> like, you could, I mean, you can... I'm a big fan of 80-20 and simplifying, but, again, like, certain guys, you could have two guys come in, both, let's say, they're 42 and work on the stock market. One guy is going to enjoy training way harder and more variety, let's say, and the other guy's going to get stressed out, like, oh, fuck, we're doing a new exercise. Like, that'll stress him out, and he'll mm-hmm. like training less. Yep. Some guys, you could explain the science, like, look, if you train sub-maximally, you'll feel better. You'll be ready to go all the time. If you do, like, a Mike Mentzer, Dorian Yates on every set, you're going to be demolished the next day. You're not going to be able to play ball and stuff like that, but he's still going to want to do that. So, like, you could really individualize the shit out of everything like yep. that. Yeah, but I, mean, but I think it, it is important because... Yeah. Uh, even I think I think Cressy just posted this thing about like uh, introverts versus extroverts. Mm. You know, like what smokes them more. So like be adjusting training to that person. You know, somebody is completely stressed out all the time. Like man, you gotta like, you know, you do have to adjust training to that. You just have to. Yeah. The thing I think that great coaches do is to be able to do it without the person knowing too much. Right. right. It's kind of like just a, you know whether it's they want more volume. Cool. I'll give you more volume, but it's going to be like lower intensity. It's yeah. Make you feel like. You're, you're smashing, but I'm not going to destroy your nervous system because I know what I'm doing, right? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, essentially, but, but if you said, hey, for the re- from, from the age of 30, for the rest of your life, you know, like you'd say, man, three days a week, like full body stuff is... is, is yeah, I mean, if idea. you're talking about training until like, you're like 85, then I would see body weight and dumbbells too. Mm-hmm. I, I would avoid... You know, power lifts, barbell lifts, Olympic the, the, lifts. Because I know you can do those forever. I mean, body weight is, stuff. Yeah, and, and that was where I was going to lead next, right? Uh, as far as would you, ch- you know, would you change that? Like knowing what you know now, like would, would you, would you have done less? Would you have done less at a powerless? You would have done. Yeah, less? yeah, hundred percent. I, I would have done them smarter. Would have done them safer. Uh, I would that. I would have gone way sub max on. Okay. Where I still have, like you, I still need to push myself really hard, but I would do that on chest supported rows and uh, ring push ups and stuff like that. I would have held way back. I would have made sure I did everything with perfect form because we did a lot of stuff with very okay. imperfect Absolutely. form. Yeah. Um, I would have, yeah, I just would have done less of it for sure. And I wouldn't have gone so heavy all the time. Like we did a lot of one to threes for years. I wouldn't have done that. I would, I would have stayed in like the six to eight range on those. Maybe done them, you know, second or third in the workout. I, I would have, uh, to, to, to kind of back you up on this, uh, looking back once, once again, more focus on form, especially once starting to go like heavy yeah. um, or explosive list when we did that. I would have used other methods of intensification, yeah, negatives and pauses, and, yep. uh, to 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 kind of elicit you know progress and not same thing going ass heavy. Man, there was times where I would just like fucking do just you know like yeah. just twelve sets of two, like, you know, <laughs> right, right. pound deadlifts, you know, right. and, and yeah. just, just crazy and like consistently, right. Yeah. Um, I would looking back now I change it and, and the thing is I don't even know it you know I, I would have loved to be able to see like the two alternate fucking worlds right yeah, now right yeah. like, I don't even know if I would have had you know worse results I think it made it I, I probably would have had better results I, legit, I, so. I legitimately think that I would have better results yeah. now looking back I'm like man I, I smoked my nervous system so often yeah. um, that you know I, I think that that's what people need to really look at is Hey, you know, this whole chasing fatigue, mm. you know, uh, 
is it stemming from something else other than like actually thinking that you're chasing results? Yeah. Uh, I think that's a big thing. I, I would have, I definitely 100% would have changed that. Um, yeah, I agree for sure. It went when I was younger. So, so, uh, so, so that covered, I mean, here's, here's the thing, right? Uh, cause you, you also like this, cause I'm under healthy. I want to go into the nutrition aspect of things. Cause you're, uh, you're, you're a person that doesn't count the calories and, you know, you're not like, uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I have so, an idea so, so, of where I'm at. Yes, yeah. ex- exactly. But, uh, you know, you're, you're, if you had like the elevator pitch of, of nutrition, uh, and cause I'd like to, I'd like to hear yours and I, I mean, I'll kind of cover mine as well. And, and I don't think once again, I, I think that how you teach nutrition and educate and coach nutrition is different for different people. Absolutely. Yep. But the overarching kind of 10,000 foot view, like what's, what's your view on it now? Because I mean, Man, you're healthy and you're lean and you know you're 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 in your forties and like man, most people I think would say, hey, shit, I want to you know be like that when I'm that age. Yeah. Uh, but what is your viewpoint on that? All right. So I would say that you should start with a plant-based diet. Most of your food, I like. Michael, I, was Michael, to, I was about to say, give give it a little more pause there because that's that's you know that's pretty intense. Yeah. yeah but I'm I'm gonna kind of support you there, but but, but I want to want to hear the rest. All of right. This one. So I like Michael Pollan's thing uh, where he says. Uh, eat real food, mostly plants, not a lot. And because if you eat an excessive amount, no matter what it is, that causes free radical production, aging, inf- inflammation. Even if you're eating the best food in the world, it's still not the best thing to be eating all day and stuff like that. So I would say plant-based diet, lots of fruits and vegetables first and foremost. And then paleo-ish in that you avoid junk food. You eat real food that you could pick or grow. I don't think, like, I laugh when I, and I've read every one of those studies when people talk about the thermic effect of protein and that if you take a guy, like, if you take a guy who's overweight and raises protein from 150 to 300, he's going to lose fat faster. No, he's not. He's not. Just, it's not going to happen. I think that's stupid. Um, and I think that's just not healthy long term. Like, if you talk to anyone who is a, a real longevity specialist, uh, people who cut people open, like real doctors and stuff like that, they don't tell you to eat a ton of meat. Like the, the, the meathead world, the fitness world can argue that it's fine, but even Rhonda Patrick recently has come out and said eating a ton of meat's probably not good long term. I just don't think it's smart. And I know for a fact that when we went vegetarian, and I had a lot of people do this that have been, exper- that have been experienced fitness people like training for years. Me, my brother, Sean Heisen, John Alvino, Mike DeSani, uh, Jen, Mm-hmm. That's six of us. Uh, there were seven or eight who had all trained for at least 10 years and done every diet under the sun at a super advanced level. Every one of us, our immune system was better than ever. We got sick less than we ever did, and we recovered faster than we ever did. Like we had less inflammation, less pain. Uh, now, that's being said, Tony Gonzalez and a couple people have had that same experience, where, but then they, they start to lose a little bit of muscle mass and whatnot. If you bring in a little animal protein, I feel like that's ideal. And I always want to look at health and longevity first and foremost. Like you can eat, there's a difference between health and longevity, eating for that, eating for performance, and eating for physique. So what I mean by that, like eating for physique, you may have less carbs and less fat that's op- than, than is what optimal for uh, health. You know what I mean? Like if your fat's too low, your testosterone might drop, but yep. you can get leaner. Carbs too low, your performance in the gym or on the on the field might drop, but you can get leaner. Uh, so, so for performance, like if you're a running back, you can carry a little extra body fat, and you probably should. So you're not worried about physique as much. If you're a speed position player, it's different. You know what I mean? There's so many different levels, but overall general rules: if you eat, I, I say eat for longevity first and foremost. You don't eat as much protein as as, as bodybuilders and all that think. Most people don't. Um, 
And uh, yeah. So a couple points. One, you actually surprised me there, which I'm glad I brought this stuff up okay. right now. But because um, I'm, I'm sure I could probably get away with eating, eating less protein. I, I eat a lot of fucking protein. That's, that's sure. You, you <laughs> yeah. know this well. Yeah. Um, but you know, because I, I forgot who said this, but it was almost like uh, vegetarian, like vegetarian with a side of meat, right? Yeah. And, and I kind of, I kind of like that idea. Uh, that idea. Now. Th- but you, you kind of see if somebody goes, uh, you know, switches to, f- you know, fully plant-based mm-hmm. and they see a lot of benefits, but then they continue to stay plant-based. They're like usually not getting uh, certain nutrients. It's in hard. And, and You're going to be deficient. You got to yeah. bring some stuff back, I think. Like if you just had a vegetarian diet and you had salmon a few days a week, you'd probably be fine. Or if you had some eggs, you know. And then, I mean, and I'm supplementing too, but I, I probably would, would veer... Uh, because I do agree on on the part that like most people eat more than what they think because this is kind of oh, yeah. essentially what fitness is really kind of in, yeah. ingrained. You know what I mean? It's uh, very rare that someone's protein deficient. I mean, no one's protein deficient in this country, but even if you're trying to get in shape, it's <laughs> yeah. pretty rare. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agreed on that for sure. Um, like you know what, I probably need to like really go and I and I, I eat a lot of like fruit and veggies and stuff, but like I I think that what I need to do is go like 30, 60 days like really hardcore and like bumping up my my veggies fruits yeah uh cutting down on certain things and then seeing how i feel yep. to really have more you know better feedback on it i mean i right. definitely know that i'd never cut out you know all proteins and and, and, no, and stuff right. like that I, I think that the answer at least for me kind of lies somewhere you know down that continuum because yeah. I, I think that you know with nutrition you kind of want to like look at the intersection of all those three body composition uh health and performance yep right like if if you're just, I don't know, coaching or just doing nutrition so that you can improve one, like you're gonna be fucked down the line, right? Yeah. Like you look leaner, but you can't perform, and your health is shit. Like, or you know, you're eating, you know, the best granola and the best, you know, f- fruits and veggies, but you're eating too much, yeah, and you look like shit, and same thing, like you can't perform, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, none, I don't think any of those kind of fit longevity, right? Right, long term. I just, I, I think that you can kind of, uh, it's almost like uh, that analogy of the the uh like main course appetite appetizer dessert like what what do you want more of well right. I'm, you know i'm a bodybuilder or I'm a, I'm a physique person like man you might push that a little bit i'm a performance guy you might push that a little bit yeah um but i mean that that's a good point i think i think some people will probably uh might argue on that with the, yeah. with, the with, with the but i mean look if you look at the blue zones where people live the longest mm-hmm. i like to base diet off of that and then like we, like we talked about if your goals are performance or physique tweak it a little bit like maybe add some stuff reduce some stuff but i think if you're eating for longevity you know you can't go wrong Agreed. And when you, as you brought up the blue zones, because I'm like really, really intrigued and hopefully doing the documentary and uh, uh, that second part or third part of the documentary for the movement culture in, in Japan. Yeah. Uh, and, and go into Okinawa and like kind of wow. actually really uh, seeing like firsthand what's going on. And, you know, one of the one of the things that was brought up there was that, you know, that, that the most important because because blue zone nutrition is, is somewhat different i mean it, right. it doesn't completely like in greece it doesn't no, match sure. the one that japan right um you know the one thing that they said uh and to me this is i think very important is like they have a ikigai right which is like uh, uh meaning mm-hmm. right that all all those people have meaning in life right they get up yeah. and move a yeah, lot yeah community and all community, that community they're yeah. happy like they 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 you know the 104 year old yeah. you know karate guy like his meaning is to teach kids karate till right. he dies, the fisherman, you know, so on and so forth. Right. And um, and the thing is, I started seeing this everywhere. When we went to Brazil, this was the dopest thing, right? My my brother um was interviewing this guy that uh 
was uh, like a high level surfer, but he was like teaching surf also, right? And it, and I said it was so funny. I, I thought of you right away because we were talking about that the 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 Mexican the, yeah, the, yeah. the Mexican fisherman. <clears throat> And he's literally, you know, he's just telling this story. He doesn't even know the story of the Mexican fisherman. And he's pretty much telling this story. And he's going like, well, you know, I, I, I teach these uh, millionaire and billionaire, you know, executives how to surf. And like the first thing, you know, they're so stressed out of their mind to come down here to, with bodyguards to the beach. And, you know, they come here and like everything disappears, you know, and I, yeah. and I teach them this, you know, and I get to do this all day long. This is what I love to do. So I'm not stressed out the rest of the day because yeah. I'm doing what I love to do. I'm on the ocean. I'm teaching kids. I'm teaching these executives. You know, while that guy is doing a 12, 13, 14 hour day and he comes here and he tells me like how stressed the fuck out he is. <laughs> yeah. So happy to be there. But I think there's a point there. Like, <clears throat> it, it, same thing. That man, the guy was like, I don't know, 50, I think it was like 57 or something. But like looked amazing. Right. But I think part of it was it's just like, man, the dude was happy because we saw right. him. We saw him there like multiple days. He's surfing. He's always happy. He's never, you know. And I think part of that is that whole meaning, you know. And, and so we could talk about a lot of things, uh, you know, and how your health is influenced. But you could probably eat pretty damn good and train, and be stressed out of your mind the whole yeah, time. Yeah, at the end of the day, that's the most important it, thing. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Um, but that's a good point. I, I think I'm going to actually take on that because um, as you were saying it, I'm like, man, you know what? I probably fucking eat too much protein, yeah. I, but I think I just want to test it, man. Like I, I you know, I, I know you've, you've, I've played around with a lot of things, uh, but I've never really like dove into that, like okay. to, to say, man, I, I bumped that up to to the nth degree. Um, Wait, so you never, you never tried? Because I remember for years, I, I tried going as high as four hundred grams a day. Do I, I would, I would say that. There's probably days that I hit that now. Oh, okay. But not because I did I, that consistently because I thought because oh, I was daily. trying to. Yeah, yeah. Daily hitting that. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I there was a couple weeks I couldn't maintain five, but I was getting Shit, like you were shooting for that. Yeah. Jeez. Well, because when I remember when I was two hundred, I was trying to get two grams per pound. I was doing four hundred, and then I revisited that a couple years later when I was two twenty, and I was trying to get like four fifty or could, so. Could, could you could you remember like what? Could you actually say like, hey, this is how I felt because of that? I just remember, yeah, I would do it. I would do each of those for a long time, like 90 days, and nothing happened other other than I was just way gassier. I was shitting more. I felt <laughs> awful. You know what I mean? Just like I, yeah, no say, more recovery. No, like no better recovery. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, the thing is, I, I think that uh, I probably got fatter. That's when you were like 240 or something, right? Uh, 220 something. 220 yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that I shoot, I, I probably hit like one per pound of body weight a day yeah. and don't really trip about but but that's what i'm saying like what would it be like for me if you know i did 30 40 50 percent less yeah bumped up my you know my veggies and stuff i'll be interested so like that's i'm, I'm kind of interested to see right. um and, and actually go with it um so with that man i, I could talk about this stuff right <laughs> um but to, to move into the, this uh, this I, I really wanted to touch uh, base on because of like where you are right now in and I know sometimes you go like on the on the business discussion. This doesn't necessarily have to be business, but if you you know, I, I I know you do you know what you love, but from a perspective of and this, it doesn't even have to be a, a, this gym owner thing, man. Let's just let's just call it business, right? Mm. If if you went to coffee with somebody you cared about, and they're like, Jay, listen, man, like I, I don't like what I do, man. Just give me a, your best advice on you know kind of finding something that you love doing 
and you know sticking it with it for the rest of your life and then that's with obstacles and struggles and, and everything if, if this was just like an over coffee mm. conversation with somebody you really care about and you're like look let me just give you the the download with what i think from from your experience now doing yeah this for a long time. I, I would say it's got to be something that you would do for free but that you could also monetize because there's a bunch of, like what do you really love that you would do every day and you're going to probably do every day you know partially as a hobby or whatever and then how can you legitimately monetize it? Because there's definitely a few things that I would do for free that I love, but there's no way, I can, monetize. No way to monetize it. Yeah. 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 So you need to be realistic about it. Like you could drop everything and say, okay, I'm going to move into a studio and like the worst ghetto and try to like make it happen. But, uh, I'd be realistic about it. Do you, yeah. Because I know you've never recommended that. I absolutely don't. You, you get some people that say, uh, I mean, dude, what do you think about that? Like the people that say, to say like, you know, go all in. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, it, it sounds good on, on, on a meme and, and like, you know, as a, yeah, as a yeah, quote, yeah. quote yeah. On, on Facebook and stuff, but I'm actually, uh, I'm, I'm kind of against that, you know, and cause I talk to a lot of people that have, you know, families, careers, payments, that's, and stuff that's like the that. point. Yeah. You know what I mean, if you're starting out, if you're 18 or something and you're already yeah. broken nowhere, sure. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. If you're 20, like if you just graduated college, but you're working at El Pollo Loco and living in a shitty place, like what's the who, risk? Who do it. Shit. Yeah, 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 exactly. Move I, into I, an even shittier place and, and go all out for five years. But if you're 35 and you're like, Oh fuck, I don't know. I wouldn't say do that. I would say, all right, work nine to five figure out ways that you can start like there's books you can read and whatnot to figure out how you can start working outside of the office working from home on a friday or half a day you know get home nine to five hang out with the family whatever then work nine till eleven at night whatever it is nine till twelve work on your side gig you know you gotta hustle uh we, we everybody knows it's not the healthiest thing to work 24 7 but the thing is so many successful people have done it you kind of have to do it for a while at least for a few years and a few years might turn into 10 eventually hopefully <laughs> you realize that and you can scale it back a bit but uh i would say keep whatever it is you're doing now to make money but really you can't waste time though you know because like nobody's promised tomorrow so if you're bummed out and you hate work figure it out today like okay what do i really love and how can i monetize that what do people tell me i'm good at and ask your friends you know like send out emails or texts be like hey man i'm on a journey of uh, personal development and growth i want to try like i trust you i really value your opinion what do you think i'm really good at and then just sit and think you know uh, go to a flow tank or whatever and think like, what do people ask me for advice on? What, you know, what can I share? And then figure out a way to monetize it. And anybody can build a successful business on the internet these days, as we know. Um, once you have that, that thing, that one thing, then I would do one thing to promote it. Like, don't say, okay, I like doing X, Y, Z. And then tomorrow, start a podcast, a video show, a blog, email, Facebook, Instagram. Like, you got to pick one. Otherwise, it's way too overwhelming. So read the book, The One Thing and Essentialism. And so, yeah, a, a lot of great points. Um, the, the number one thing that I, I and, you know, maybe I didn't think that um, that way back then, but thinking about that you got 24 hours in a day and let's say you're, you're pretty good with sleep and you get seven, right? Mm -hmm. It leaves you 17. Like in this day and age, like any job, once you add in, you know, even you work, if you work an eight hour job, which I don't think exists anymore, kind of sort of, right. right? But it's like if you add in travel time and all that shit, like it's 10. Right. And so really your waking hours, like 50 percent during Monday through Friday, I mean, more than 50 percent Monday through Friday, but like definitely 50 percent throughout the week that you are doing something you fucking don't like doing. Yeah. Like or hate. I mean, that that realization to me. That's is no way like, to live. Yeah. It's just, it's just no. But 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 people have to be willing to yes. stop wasting time, though, is what I'm saying. Like you're when you're traveling home on your commute. 
You should be listening to something yep. that's going to get you to your next level. Like educate yourself, and then instead of going home and watching some awesome show on Netflix, which well, I do, and they're great. Like watch a documentary or learn more or yep. read or, or like always be working towards your goal if you're miserable because then you can't complain like you can't complain if you're not taking action doing something no, and, about it and, and the thing is, is that, like uh, you could skip watching every series and every Marvel comic for the next five years and then you'll be where you want want to be and you could watch Netflix 10 hours a day if you want after that and I think that is sometimes escapism from like you know reality totally it? you know what I mean like overwhelm overwhelm fuck it like I'm gonna watch this I don't have to think about it right but, and people need that yeah and, and, but you gotta limit it to like I do because one I think or you twice, work to it. It's, it's like you said, man. Like at the beginning, like I've I've yet to you kind of you know I don't know meet someone that from the beginning just didn't hustle like their their balls off. No, you know what I, I mean, know. like we talked we talked to that to Berardi, right? It's like hey, uh, you know, starting another company, for instance, right now you could do it different, but I don't think you ever learn. Like I don't think you ever learn if you don't go through like the hustle or the grind. And like you know, for me, I, growing up being a, a an athlete. Same thing, man. Like, I had to put in the extra hours of work and stay later and, and, and lift the weights extra and all that shit. And then later yeah. on, it was like, oh, man, there's a better way to do it. Yeah. But it taught discipline and all this other stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, man, a lot of good points. We could, are, we, are, we, are we on a time crunch or anything like that, my brother? We are on a little bit of a time crunch. Oh, all, right. all right. But still, okay. So, what, what, oh, two things. What's exciting you in business mm-hmm. right now? Mm-hmm. And what is exciting you in something personal like that you're looking forward to right so if you uh if you look ahead and say man like uh this is something that i want to do in business that that i'm really fired up about whether it's you know something that can can get you paid or something that maybe is more philanthropic and and the same thing with uh with personal life whether it's like adventure trips uh things like that is there something that comes to mind um so i talked about the one thing so i'm gonna say just for me the podcast has been growing consistently so that's what i'm excited about and keeping to grow that and I'm excited as we didn't really discuss it on this episode, but as you know, years ago, I would never been able to do this or, you know, speak in front of a, 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 an audience or get in front of a camera. So I just enjoy doing that more and I'm excited for the potential I see with that. So that's really my main thing with business, continue to grow the podcast. And, uh, personally, it's kind of similar in that, uh, I can perform on stage and improv and I've been back consistently. I had a little layoff from improv and I had a good show last weekend and I have uh, more stuff lined up. So yeah. And for everybody out there, um, the, the, like I'm, I'm pretty much signing up for improv in Seattle because it's just, I can't watch you keep doing yeah. shit anymore. And <laughs> yeah. I always miss it when I come out here. Uh, and I, I think it'll, I mean, I got to a point because the same thing. I, I I was never great at like speaking that much, you know, especially when I came here to the states. Uh, I'd say the American College actually really helped me with that because you're kind of put into positions where you got to present a lot. Mm. Um, so that that was good for me. But I, but I'm uh, you know I'm I'm stepping up and doing that because I think it's going to do a ton for me. And I've seen how much it's influenced you. And, yeah. and for anybody that wants to be better at communicating, that wants to uh, you know that wants to speak in front of audiences. Uh, you know the way that it makes you think and come up with stuff man one of my favorite right. things now i love doing is when you go like hey you want to do an improv game yeah. here? and i'm like fucking it's awesome yeah. right we had fun with that last time um i definitely say do that and man like i always say like you know do your behaviors match your goals and you know look at your wallet and look at your or should i say look at your bank account and look at your calendar and do the align you know where you're spending your money where you're spending your time do they align with the things that you want to do in life and more so than ever, I, I, I shot this last podcast, you know, being in Brazil, we, we kind of talked about this, just 
doing these things that just don't cost anything, mm. um, whether it's learning based or it's just uh, enjoying, like being in flow, like being with people that I care about and love. Uh, I think that the fastest way to make your life more uh, full, you know, and fulfilled is like spend more time with the people you love that make you better. Definitely. And, you know, educate yourself more. So like be around, whether it's seminars and books and, and the number, you know, the number three would be go to places where you can give people more value. And that can be, I mean, you don't have to necessarily go into the, you know, poorest places on earth, but I, I think that is helpful for perspective. But how much can you do in a community, man? Like I, I still am actually like blown away by how many things I don't see um, that like going out, finding organizations that you support. Yeah. You're great at that. That's it, people underestimate that. I, I think the more that's a great point. Like the more people can get involved in their local community. It'll, but it's amazing. Is, it blows you away when you go. Right. It's, yeah. it, it's different. Like, man, like writing a check is one thing. I, I think it's yeah. great. I think it's great. But it's different when you go talk to the people that run these organizations and talk about what uh, essentially what uh, you know what the people are going through and what they're really supporting you know what I'm saying like so when I went to, to reach and like seeing these fa- homeless families and stuff and like yeah. the, the, the lady telling me like hey here's the stuff that we need help with here's what happens and you're just so like blown away because you actually get true perspective or if you know if, if you go to the dog shelter just finding out more about it if you go to you know uh, 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 like Seattle Children's for, for kids that have cancer like yep. you know which unfortunately I had to go last week because of my friend but it's like man you're there and then you start learning these things and you go like oh shit yeah. right and then it's like well what do you guys need help with so that's what I'm just doing a lot of now what do you guys need help with and if you have a platform remember one if you have a business I think your business can be like so much more than just the service it provides it can be uh, you know, it can be a catalyst for for other people helping out yep. community, uh, raising money through charity events. I think if you're an individual, everybody has skill sets. You know, and like you can go out and help. And man, like that, I, I'm I'm just investing a lot of my time, uh, both personally and as a business in that. And I think that can uh, can be huge. I, I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up because these last couple of weeks, I really like has been really kind of powerful you've been, for you've me. You've been immersed, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've been immersed, yeah. and it's just been it's been amazing. So. Um, you know, I think that's a great point. And you know, with that said, I think it would be really cool. Uh, we'll talk. You know, we'll talk about this. What are some things we can do together so you create like this experience of like giving back, right? Uh, but also, uh, you know, getting an experience out of it. You know, for Brazil was kind of like that. Yeah. To me, where I was there shooting documentary, but then I was involved in all these other things, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. So you're 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 doing, you're giving back, but you're also like you're achieve. You know, you're getting adventure, you're getting experiences, you're you're getting perspective. See, I'm right with you where where my my passion, I still think that it all begins with your fitness, like Arnold's always talked about and whatnot. So helping people get fit, and I don't really care about them squatting 500 pounds. I mean, literally just fit, you know what I mean? Because if you're not healthy, you can't take care of other people and whatnot, but that's first and foremost. And then if I could inspire people to do what you're saying, like just get involved and give back in some way, like it's my second, like that's my next biggest pattern. I love that, so. I think think you're right about like, uh, it's, it's hard, I mean, like if you're not fit, and I think it's like mentally, physically, like that becomes difficult. Yeah. Because in so many ways, there's threat, right? I mean, we understand right. threat. It's like there's pain, there's this, there's that, right? And it's like, it's hard to to pursue all the things that you want in your life. Your body is your temple, and man, like yeah. that's 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 the. I mean, I think that's why we started. That's why I'll never want to leave. And yeah. and for, it's funny because we've we've had this conversation, right? Like of, um, you know, you grow, and and for me, it's like 
I've, I've been a coach for a long time and then, you know, had gyms for a long time. And then people are like, you know, what's next? And I'm like, well, there, there's a bunch of what's next, but I, I don't ever really want to leave this industry. You know what I mean? It's like, it's funny. Yeah. I see a lot of people going like, you know, I, th- I think I've outgrown industry. What the fuck does that even mean? Like, <laughs> right, I, don't, right. I, don't even, I don't even know what that means. Like, yeah. We've outgrown helping people right, like, get right. fit and change. Yeah. Wow, that's weird. There's, you know, there's other things that kind of now I'm going like, man, I don't want to do that too. But for me, the foundation of it is always, uh, you know, being a coach in some way. Yeah. And, um, it's like that thing that, uh, that Jewel said, you know, you want to be, you want to be famous or you want to be an artist. Yeah. You know? And I, for me, I'm like, man, I've, I chose to be an artist slash coach a long time ago. And like, I'm never going to change that. Yeah. And like, you know, to me, it, it's like, I, I want to become the best in the world. And if, you know, fame or whatever you want to call it comes with that. Great. If not, if not, like I'm fulfilled and, and there's so much meaning behind what I do that I could give a shit like about the other stuff because yeah. That doesn't, you know, that that's not fulfilling. Fame's not mm-hmm. fulfilling. Like doing what you love is, you know what I mean. It's cool hearing you say that because because uh, Bedros Coolian, a, a friend of ours, recently said that first and foremost, he's always a fitness professional, and I found that so inspiring because B financially is super successful and could branch out. There's not a business that he couldn't help. He could go into helping anyone in any business, like guys on Shark Tank or whatever, but he chooses to remain in fitness where even some guys have gone at him and said, oh, I've outgrown fitness or whatever because he's like, no, that changed my life and that's the biggest way I could change people's life and he's like, and and still deep down from a psychological perspective, I'm still helping myself because I was still that chubby kid and, and, I'm, and I'm still working on that, you know, so. Agreed and, and here's the other thing too, like, so, you know, and this is my call to everybody out there in the industry that, that, that you know, to, to, become better and better and better and never actually like give up on this is because it, you know as an industry obviously we're not winning right no so it's like why the fuck would you leave <laughs> when it's right, like the, right. the war the war is just getting started type of thing right yeah I, I think that becomes like a giving up type of thing more than anything yeah. and I'm not, you know i'm not i'm not judging right like if somebody has a different calling cool but um, well, I know some people in the fitness industry can get bummed out when they look at other people who are assholes and say, oh, I don't want to be associated with that. I got to get out of that because yeah. you have douchebags in their little camps yeah. and they talk shit about other people, which is crazy. Like yeah. it's, it's such yeah. a waste of your time and, and, and it is bringing down the whole fitness industry. Agreed. Like you should never do that. Like if you just want to train guys for physique contest, cool. If you want to train football players, cool. Like why knock everybody else? Just do your thing. Bring everybody else up when the water levels rise, the boats rise too, you know? So... I, I think that's stupid, but people who are, are getting bummed out and not wanting to be associated with that, because I can relate. Like, if you see some embarrassing shit from some of those guys talking yep, shit, you're yep, like, oh, yep. I don't want to be associated yep. with this. It's so bad. Yep. The average person on the street doesn't know who you're talking about. Like, they're not associating you yeah. with that. They have no idea. Yeah. And what I would say to those people in the industry, stop paying attention to so much shit. Unfollow people. Like, just think about your, your mission, what you're passionate about. Don't worry what every other guy thinks of it. Like, it's scientifically correct or not, whatever. As long as you're not hurting people, obviously, the first rules do no harm but like you don't need um a pat on the back from everyone in the fitness industry you need to help the guy who's walking down main street you know or the f- pro football player whatever your niche is but uh, don't don't worry about what everyone else is doing so much or whatever else thinks because it becomes such a, a, a like a contest that from the outside looking in people start going like these are the people who are going to help me. yeah like, yeah yeah, like, yeah they can't even get along right but yeah. I, I really do think that man like I, I i keep going back to that you know steve martin quote uh, you know, be so good they can't ignore you. Yeah. And you know, going back to the Maya Angelou quote of like, you know, people forget what you say and do, but they never forget how you make them feel. Yeah. And I mean, if you if you kind of like, and once again, you know, do no harm, but like, man, if if you kind of live by those things, 
I, I think you're you're well off, and and I'm I'm always open to constructive criticism, you know, and and, and feedback. Um, like man, even like right now talking to a bunch of stuff, you know, like there's there's certain things I was like, man, you know what? I need to dig a little bit deeper into that. Maybe I, I don't know enough. Maybe I need to try some stuff out. Um, and that's cool. And I'm 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 willing to you know go and admit it or whatnot. But man, it, it, it's just like just constantly get better man, and treat people great. Everybody, like yeah. you know what I mean, it's not not just man. Treat other fitness professionals great. Other people, uh, your your clients better. Like you can never get too good at like tr- treating people in an amazing way. I, I've right. never met a person that's just like the champion of the world and can you know what I mean? Like right. you can always get better at that. And um, with that said, it's, it's probably like past past time. Gene's gonna be late or something. Yeah. Um, but dude, man, as always, fire. Thank you yeah, for Thank uh, you. for taking over the den, uh, you know, to, <laughs> and, and, and reversing roles here, man. Yeah. So appreciate you. Oh, by the way, I mean, and, and, and I'm sure everybody kind of knows where to to go. But if not, where can they uh, find out more about you? I know, especially the, the, your podcast, the site. Yeah, it's uh, Renegade Radio Podcast on iTunes, RenegadeRadioPodcast.com, and uh, JasonFruji.com or Renegade Strength Coach or RenegadeFitness.com will redirect you there. Since my name is hard to spell and remember, so, <laughs> yeah. All right, perfect, man. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. We'll be back with the next episode. Peace out.